2: Well, I have all the appropriate accessories, front and center, ready for me to enjoy the alpha male lifestyle. First and foremost, of course, I have my fine premium cigar. I have a magnificent new Canadian whiskey, ready to be poured in my whiskey snifter. My feet are propped up in my very comfortable leather chair and ottoman. And lieutenants, I am ready to enjoy Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers for the next two hours. And of course, we welcome you to join us when it comes to everything in terms of cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, and of course, battling those that would take our beloved lifestyle and hobbies away from us. For the next two hours, lieutenants, let us enjoy the camaraderie, the conversation, as we welcome you front and center today, Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center. We welcome you to join us. Nationwide cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are now officially open because the lovely Ms. Kite has just been seated at her, at her call producer and call hostess, Perch, which also gives her access to overlooking the 32 hot dames in the harem. You may join us at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address Cigardave at Cigardave.com. We will be, of course, posting many posts to social media, Facebook, Twitter, and our website, So by all means, do follow us. Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. Facebook is Cigar Dave. Lieutenants, I hate to tell you this again, but we are under attack. It seems it absolutely never ends. Warning. Warning. We've reached DEFCON
0: 1. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures.
2: Oh, I am fully loaded right now, lieutenants. Earlier this week, the campaign for tobacco-free kids. Because it's always for the children. We have to look out for our children. And I love the campaign for tobacco-free kids logo. It is basically a red button. And then in white lettering that looks like a little child, like a little seven- or eight-year-old wrote it, it says, campaign for tobacco-free kids, because it is all about the children. It is neither operated by children. It is neither operated for children. This is a massive, large, professional lobbying organization, a special interest, which has one, And only one goal. It is not to protect the children. It is to enact prohibition when it comes to tobacco products, including our beloved cigars. So earlier this week, on Tuesday, Washington, D.C., I receive a press release stating, New poll, Americans strongly support FDA regulation of tobacco products, want limits on e-cigarettes, Oppose congressional efforts to shield cigars. How many Americans do you think, or do you know of, that are actively involved with our fight, our struggle, to make sure the FDA does not limit our rights to enjoy our cigars? Not very many. And how many Americans do you think stay up at night saying to themselves, I must be sure to do my part to make sure that Congress doesn't shield cigars from FDA regulation. As Howard Cosell would say, how many, I ask you? How many? The answer is probably none. But leave it to the campaign for tobacco-free kids to come up with a faux poll, F-A-U, a faux and phony poll. This is what the press release had to say. American voters overwhelmingly support the 2009 law that gave the Food and Drug Administration the authority to regulate tobacco products and oppose efforts to curtail that authority, according to a national poll conducted for the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. Voters strongly oppose efforts by the cigar industry, to get Congress to exempt exempt some cigars from FDA regulation and support FDA regulation of electronic cigarettes. The telephone poll of 1,000 registered voters was conducted jointly by prominent Republican and Democratic polling firms, Public Opinion Strategy, and the Melman Group. Now, why they are uh, interjecting that statement, that the poll was conducted jointly by a Republican and Democratic polling firm, is to try to give this poll legitimacy by saying this is bipartisan. This has nothing to do with Democrats. This has nothing to do with Republicans. This has to do with bipartisan cooperation. This has to do this – is, this issue transcends party. If you are an American, you should be against any form of excessive regulation. Because as I have stated many times, if you think that the campaign for tobacco-free kids is only interested in tobacco and cigars and it's for the children, you got another thing coming. Because there will be another prohibitionist group right behind them coming out with a poll saying... 88% of Americans say soda taxes and limits on the sale of sugar-flavored beverages should be enacted. And the poll was conducted by a Democrat and a Republican polling firm. Guaranteed, that is next. And then they're going to go after your steak and your snack foods. In fact, I've got a story a little bit later on about two wonderful staples of the American diet, bacon and an Oreo and how they have been married and fused together for culinary exceptionalism. They will come after that as well, because this is not about children. This is not about This is about one thing, prohibition. That is what these enemies of pleasure want. Now, in this press release, they state, Key findings of the poll include, Fully 81% favor the law that gave the FDA regulatory authority over tobacco products, including 60, you know, I love that number, 69. Look at that, 69% who strongly favor it. The law has robust partisan support. 76% of Republicans, 75% of independents, and 88% of Democrats support it. And this is where I know they're full of baloney. Even 76% of smokers polled say they back the law. How many cigar connoisseurs do you think were included in the 1,000-person poll? None. Now, you have to remember one thing about polls. You can craft a poll to create any result you want by how you structure and ask the question. It's actually very simple to do. And I learned to do it in two classes when I was attending Syracuse University. One was a probability and statistics class, in which sampling and polls were part of the curriculum. And also, believe it or not, when I was a student at the Newhouse School of Communications at Syracuse University, we actually had a course on ratings, television and radio ratings. And it was very fascinating how asking certain questions, leading questions, could influence the results. All learned in the friendly confines of a college classroom. And every professional pollster out there today, no matter what the poll result states, knows full well they can re- they can adjust whatever the poll they would like to, whatever the end outcome they would like. They can do so by adjusting how the questions are asked. Now I ask you this question. Do you believe, and this is a poll that I will be taking for all the listeners of the Cigar Dave show today, every lieutenant, how many of you believe that the Tobacco for, campaign for tobacco-free kids, when they commissioned this 1,000-person poll and asked these questions about FDA regulation of Tobacco and Cigars. Do you think the pollsters they hired would come back and deliver a poll that didn't achieve the ultimate message they wanted to send and transmit and release via this press release? The answer is overwhelmingly no. You don't spend, and I assure you, 1,000-person study probably for this poll was probably in the area of thirty to $50,000 dollars. I will guarantee you that Public Opinion Strategies and the Melman Group would not deliver for that thirty dollars to $50,000. They wouldn't deliver a study back to the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids saying, hey, bad news. 88% of Americans don't want any tobacco regulation or FDA regulation. We know that's not going to happen. They further go on to say, By nearly two-to-one margin, voters say that Congress should continue to allow the FDA to regulate all tobacco products, including our large premium cigars. 62% say Congress should continue to allow the FDA to regulate large premium cigars, while just 33% say that Congress should pass a law preventing the FDA from regulating such cigars. And this is what Matthew Myers, the president of the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, who's very highly compensated. And by the way, there are no kids on the board of Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. Quote, These poll results show that voters understand all tobacco products, including e-cigarettes and cigars, should be regulated by the FDA to protect our children and the nation's health. Our kids can't wait. The FDA must act quickly to regulate all tobacco products, and Congress must not diminish the agency's authority. I ask you this question, lieutenants. How many kids smoke premium long filler cigars? The answer is none. None. You, there is no way you can find any child on a playground, on a schoolyard... That smokes a premium cigar, and my definition of a premium cigar is a cigar, say, above 3 $4, that is hand-rolled. Long filler. They just don't. So this has nothing to do with kids. However, this has everything to do with prohibition. The Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids are prohibitionists using kids as a cover for their ultimate... End goal, And that is prohibition of every tobacco product, including the cigars that we enjoy, the cigars that by law we are entitled to enjoy, and the cigars that as adults we make the free decision to enjoy.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club ensures you have premium cigars each month. Picked by the General himself. Sign up today at CigarDave.com.
3: The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Inejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
4: Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo e Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars, from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale.
2: The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. For both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. In
5: 1964, José O. Padrón began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle. Always focus on quality, never on quantity.
0: As a Wissified Beta Male departing as a certified Alpha Male. Cigar Dave, mission accomplished.
2: Well, for many years, as I sat here in Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A, I would have one of our six high definition televisions set to Univision to watch Netido and Day Control. Basically, they were shows just with women. In scantily clad bikinis. One show was basically they were on the beach jumping up and down. On the other, there was a DJ playing music. Hot women, bod- bodacious women, again, jumping up and down, very hot. And you didn't really even need the sound to be turned up. All you need to do is just glance at the monitor, and that's all you really needed. And unfortunately, those shows, after probably sitting here watching them for 16, 17 years, were canceled. And another show on Univision is being canceled as well. participante, es Dice que tiene todas las para brillar en el
3: escenario.
4: Okay, we're going to Mírenla bien,
1: qué linda es. Now you are hearing Javier Romero, who is the announcer. This is Don
2: Francisco.
0: Ella quiere ser una estrella de la television.
5: Now,
2: Don Francisco, real name Mario Krutzberger, is the host of the longest running television show in the world, Sabato Igante, which means Giant Saturday from Espanol to English. And after a 53-year run. Univision announced that as of September 19th, the show is going bye bye. Now, what is Sabado Gigante? It is a combination of The Price is Right, Name That Tune, American Idol, a beauty pageant, and general revelry. It's a three hour show. Now, I watch this, I flick around because I am fascinated at Don Francisco. Don Francisco is 74 and looks great. He's been hosting this show for a long time. 2.2 million viewers every week. The number one show among Hispanic Saturday nights seeing in countries throughout Latin America and the world. Last broadcast will be in September. Started the show in Chile in 1962. Now, we are posting the video of what you just heard. And the reason being is... You need to see exactly what this show is all about. And you will see that there is a absolutely magnificent... I don't even know if this is a beauty pageant, if this woman is just singing, dancing, frolicking, whatever the case is. But her name is Clarissa Molina, and I'm just watching it here on my screen. And uh, they've got some nice pictures of her in shorts and a little uh, halter top, nice close-ups, very hot Latin-looking woman. In fact, Miss Cate, I would certainly add... Clarissa Molina to the Honorary Harem. And then they show her in the studio. She's coming in after Don Francisco announces her wearing this uh, these angel feathers on her back. And then she does some dancing and jumping up and down. And that's really what this show is all about. And it is the number one show on Hispanic television. Now, tonight, Don Francisco is going to an, I love that name. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Don Francisco Again, would you rather have, ladies and gentlemen, Mario Kretzberger or, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Don Francisco? And the way that the announcer on Sabado Gigante says, uh, says it is beautiful. Javier Romero. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Don Francisco. In any event, we are posting a link to this because this is the end of an era. And I guarantee, as you flicked around on Saturday nights, if you're home looking for a game or whatever the case may be, I guarantee you have stumbled across Sabato Gigante. And I just find it fascinating because here's a guy, 74, that has been doing this for 53 years. And every age of woman, whether it's man, woman, they love this guy because he has a gregarious personality. And he is the equivalent of the Hispanic, I would say, Bob Barker, a guy that is incredibly popular. So... Don Francisco, tonight we will find out what exactly happened. The word is, Univision wanted to go with a little bit, a show with younger demographics, even though it had one of its highest ratings amongst the younger demographic in the last rating book.
0: The April selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Super Lajero from Rocky Patel. It uses a hybrid seed from Costa Rica, which was created with the Placencia family after years of planning and research. It has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras, which gives it a great character. It's easy to join the Officers Club. Get all the details at CigarDave.com. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers.
2: Well, I have pulled out a cigar that was our October 2014 Officers Club selection from Boutique Blends. One of their beautiful cigars from the Aging Room series. It is the Aging Room F55 Cuatro. A beautiful-looking cigar, square-pressed. And this is about the third or fourth in the series of Aging Room, uh, from the Aging Room concept. Just feels great in the hand. This is a full-bodied cigar, a lot of aroma, great character. Now, the Aging Room F55 uses an 11-year-old Sumatra wrapper. It's a 2003 Sumatra wrapper. Very small batch production, only 400,000 cigars. So, when they have gone through that allotment, they are done. It is made at Tabacalera La Palma by blender Hochi Blanco, who I have known for many years, has a great farm, great factories, makes great cigars. This is just an absolutely delightful cigar made in the Dominican Republic. Again, it's going to be on the medium plus to full bodied side. And it comes in five different Vitolas, or sizes, and I have pulled out my favorite, the Vibrato, a Toro size, six inches in length, with a 54 ring gauge. And this is about a 9 dollars half dollar cigar. It is not an inexpensive cigar, but it is worth it. Small batch, a lot of flavor, feels great in the hand, second band that says Quattro at the foot of the cigar. That's what I will enjoy today.
0: Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device.
2: Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. Ready to go.
0: Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat-producing apparatus.
2: Today I am making a change. I am going old school. Yo-yo. I am going to be using my three-inch long. Actually, wait a minute, let me make sure I measure this correctly. Yeah, three, three to three and a half inch long. Cedar Cigar Matches. This is a very elegant way to light your cigar, a formal way to light your cigars. And the reason we have three inches of cedar, because you want plenty of time to be able to light the cigar, to toast the foot of the cigar, then puff and rotate, make sure it's properly lit. You can't do it with a with a regular one-inch match. It just does not give you enough burning time. And the matches that I will use today, these magnificent-looking Cigar matches come to us from Davidoff during their Winston Churchill introduction. They uh, came out with printed matches to give away to retailers and as a sales promotional item. Very elegant way. In fact, I need to call Rich Krutik over at Davidoff. I think I'm down to my last box here. But just a very elegant way, if you have guests or in the evening, to light your cigars. Yes, I love my... Cigar Dave Lock and Load butane litation devices. Yes, I like my flint-based litation devices, but there is something that is just very basic, very primal about using these cigar matches. And when you think about a cigar, not a lot of technology involved, not a lot of high tech. There's nothing technical. You basically grow leaves that are the product of Mother Nature. They're fermented they are aged, the cigar is rolled, then further aged, then the band is applied, placed in the box, shipped to your retailer, and then you get them. And so, to me, being able to use this very basic, but elegant at the same time, Cigar Match is a perfect accompaniment to the basics and low-tech of the premium hand-rolled cigar.
0: Cigar, cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one.
2: Here comes the cut. Perfect cut with my double-edged stainless steel guillotine. I will now take one of my special Davidoff Winston Churchill cedar cigar matches, and I will strike it ever so gently. I don't know if you can hear that. And when you do use a match, always tilt it down 45 to 50 degrees so the flame travels up. I will remove, Oops! hang on one second. I gotta remove the foot band. That would not have been good if I toasted the foot of that cigar with that paper band around it. And now I'm just taking my time. You're not hearing any noises. just a light crackling of the cedar. I'll be toasting the foot of this cigar. About halfway now. May have to light another one. But I still have a good, oh, inch and a half to go. I will now puff and rotate. Mm. Oh, how right. nice. Mm. 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 I had about a quarter of an inch till I extinguish it. In fact, I will take a picture of this. Hang on, let me do this this second so that you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Because if I put this down or move this in the wrong way, I'm going to be in deep trouble here. But I want to take a picture of this. And then I will tweet this out. Sergeant Steve will get this out immediately. I'm going to show you. There is the, the match here. do this one more time here. Okay. Perfect. We will show that to you. You can. It's a little crooked, a little cockeyed, but it did the trick. So we will send that out to you. Just a very elegant way to light the cigar with a cedar, extra-long cigar match. Let me take a few more puffs. Mmm. Excellent. Cigar is properly lit. I need something to wash it down with.
0: Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary
2: maneuvers. Well, I am pulling out a relatively new Canadian whiskey to the market. Not, yeah, it was released maybe two, I think November 2013. It is called Pike Creek, a hand finished whiskey, Canadian whiskey that is finished in vintage port barrels. It's Canadian whiskey. It is uh, made by Pernod Ricard. So a relatively large company, and they're trying to get into the boutique end of things. This is uh, double-barreled in vintage port barrels. Now, they say that it is crafted by the elements, harsh northern winters, hot, sultry summers, uniquely shaped by nature. And they say that much of the flavor and character Uh, is due to the unforgiving Canadian climate. Exposed to the elements, the whiskey matures in oak barrels that expand during the warm summers. They contract during the cold winters. The result, a rich and full-bodied whiskey that is uniquely crafted by the elements. Now, you know I'm partial to Crown Royale. Let me open this. Pour this into my whiskey snifter. Swirl it around. Has a very nice, deep, almost a, uh, I would say an orange, orange hue to the color of this whiskey. Let me bring it onto the nose. Swirl it around. Hmm. Definitely getting some apricot notes. Hmm. Definitely getting some of the woodiness on it. Getting a little bit of the port, aroma of port. And let me do this. I will say, <laughs> cheers, and I will take a little sip. Mmm. 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 Mm. Mm. Wow. That definitely has some major CDWF, Cigar Dave Warmth Factor, with a bit of tangy and spicy notes on the side of... The palates. Very, uh, take another sip here. Mm. Wow. That is a full-flavored Canadian whiskey. Very different than a Crown Royale. In fact, a Crown Royale Black is not as tangy and as spicy as this Pike Creek. A lot of warmth going down. It is 80 proof or 40% alcohol by volume. And this Canadian whiskey, the Pike Creek, launched in the United States. Initially, it was going to be made only for the Canadian market. However, it was released back in late 2013 to the American market. Canadian whiskey growing at a rapid rate, about 20% per year here in the United States. And so they came in. This is a reprise of an earlier version released in the late 1990s. However, it just... Fell flat. There wasn't a lot of push behind it from its parent company, Allied Domecq, at the time. So now this is available here in the United States. Definitely more fuller flavored than a Cron Royale. Definitely more fuller flavored than a Canadian mist. I would say this almost has notes of a an 18-year-old aged bourbon. Because when you think about bourbon especially the longer that it matures in the oak barrels you get more of that woodiness and more of the spiciness and more of that uh, tangy complexion so this is very very similar very pleasant highly recommended not for those that want a mild flavored whiskey or Canadian whiskey this is somebody that wants something more personality on the palate and a very nice accoutrement to my Aging Room F55 Quattro, because my Aging Room F55 Quattro is on the fuller-flavored side, a lot of bold, spicy notes, and the Pike Creek vintage, Vintage Finished Canadian Whiskey, just the same. A lot of tanginess and spice, that complements the cigar. A perfect pairing. We will tweet out as well as post this at CigarDave.com and Facebook so you can see exactly the cigar and the libation that I'm talking about. What's neat about this this whiskey, at the very top, it has some rope uh, affixed to the neck, and you will see it on the picture. Kind of gives it a very uh, nice, rustic type of look. I think I paid in the area of about $35 for this bottle, $35, $40, something along that line. Maybe a little bit less, but uh, well worth it. Certainly, if you can find it, give it a try. Lieutenants, we will continue. I should mention to you that Mick the Brit is scheduled to join us later in the show from the European Theater of Operations for co-hosting maneuvers. I understand we have Mick, so when we come back, lieutenants, we'll be joined by Mick the Brit. Much more to get to, including those that go on the air and state that they are all for paying their taxes. But when it comes to actually doing it, just like Al Sharpton, not so much. Don't get caught
0: shorthanded without premium cigars. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club to get three cigars shipped directly to you each month to enjoy like a true alpha male.
6: Wow, the new Super Ligero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Plasencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nimish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-body smoker, you're going to love this cigar, because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's going to enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October.
3: The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers. Celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros, crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo, a cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to
2: cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club.
0: Alpha male pleasure maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience.
2: 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007 if you care to join the alpha male conversation. Joining us now from the European Theater of Operations, without any idea as to his current sobriety level, I welcome... Mick the Brett, the Colonel in charge of the European Theater of Operations, front and center to the Cigar Dave show. Mick, greetings.
1: Greetings, General. It's an honor and a privilege to be with here with you and the lieutenants.
2: You sound fantastic, but however, bring your level yes. down just a tad bit, Mick. I think we have it on okay. this end, and I'll have you bring it down just a little bit, Mick. We don't want to right. overmodulate you. Now, Mick, I understand you were yeah. at a very important soccer match. Now I'm looking, I'm watching Reading versus Arsenal. Is that where you
1: were? Oh yes. No, no, that that is the FA Cup semi-final, as you would say, Uh, uh, and that's a big game going on. Uh, The winner of that will go uh, through to the uh, final of the FA Cup final. However, a very local team to me, very near and dear to where I live, I literally live about 10 minutes from the ground at Bromley. They won the division today. They won 3-0, and they get promoted to the next division up, which is a non-league division, and it's the one before the football league proper. And then they have to work their way up through the football league right up to the premiership, perhaps.
2: Beautiful. Now, Mick, let me ask you, what is your current inebriation level? We need to know how many many milliliters of alcoholic libation do you currently have in your bloodstream? We need to know that. So... Say that again, General. How many milliliters of alcoholic fuel do you have in the bloodstream right now?
1: Well, actually, this is going to come as a bit of a shock to you. I've just had the one beer, and I've literally only had three beers in the last three weeks due to a very strong bout of flu, which I'm now almost over. So in the last three weeks, I've had three beers and two cigars.
2: Well, Mick... If you have the flu, don't you know that you should up it from beer to either a Scotch whiskey or a bourbon or Canadian whiskey? That is perfect to ward off and kill any organisms that are circulating through your bloodstream
1: in your system. Oh, no, this this is a proper bout of flu, General, uh, with... Uh, flu is unlike a cold. With a cold, yes, I would certainly attack a cold virus that way, but not the flu. The flu, you, 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 it just knocks you for six. You've got no energy, no appetite for anything, and I mean anything.
2: That is true. Now, Mick, I will say this. We have determined, unbeknownst to you, we, while you were conducting broadcast maneuvers, we were able to secretly extract a blood sample from you. We sent it to the lab to find out the optimal Alcohol inebriation level for you to be at maximum entertainment maneuver. Or maneuvers, I should right. say. So we yeah. have figured it out, Mick. Now, you, we've kept you, I remember when we were in Buffalo last year. You were, well, actually, yeah, it was, no, not Buffalo. You were on your A game there. But here in the Cigar City, you weren't on your A game because you only had one libation. So we have determined, Mick, that you actually must have approximately 80 milliliters circulating at all times. At any one given time to give you maximum entertainment value to the lieutenants. So therefore, uh, we are going to we've we've devised a system where we will have a permanent IV set up that will automatically measure and inject just the right amount of fuel, aka gin, or vodka. Well, what is your libation of preference aside from from Guinness, Mick? Well,
1: I I Pretty much like most of them, uh, although I'm not really a fan of gin, but certainly vodka, whiskey, single malt whiskies, uh, some fine wines, uh, yes, Guinness, and of course some fine uh, beer, you know, bre- brewed in the traditional manner with hops and wheat and barley, uh, what we would call bitter, you know, the darker beers.
2: Excellent. All right. Now, Mick, I'm going to ask you, turn the level down on the back of your your microphone because it is still very hot. Right. And back off that okay. mic just a little bit because we want okay. to have you modulating. How's that? And, uh, you're still modulating a little hot. And the other thing we're going to do, Mick, is at the break, Brian is going to guide you on how to bring that level down in the uh, software that you use to connect with us. So we will do uh, that. Okay. All right. So Brian will do that. In the meantime, Lieutenants, I have a an item that I want to get to. Now, how many times... How many times have we heard – how many times have we heard that, especially from Libs saying that everybody has to pay their fair share, the wealthy aren't paying their fair share, the taxes are good, estate taxes are good, we need to raise tax rates, and how many of these TV personalities do you see saying, well – I can easily afford, like the Chris Matthews and the Al Sharptons and every other member of the left media saying, we need more taxes and and we need to get people paying their fair share. These deadbeats, these 1%, they're not paying their fair share. Well, many of those television commentators are in the 1%. Al Sharpton, Chris Matthews, and Melissa Pereth-Perry. You have to say it with a lisp to make it sound exactly like her. I'm Melissa Harris perry She is a nutcase. In fact, let's see if we can pull... I just remembered this, that she, about a month or two ago, she was interviewing uh, Eric Holder, the Attorney General, and had this little nonsense back and forth saying, well, here at MFNBC, we'd like to say that you're a duck. Will you, will you quack for us like a duck? Will you do that, Please. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Brian or, or, uh, or, or uh, Private Eric, let's see if we can pull that. I know it's got to be uh, in our next gen somewhere where she's interviewing the attorney general and makes a complete ass of herself by saying, well, you quack like a duck. Now, she's, of course, the one that's saying we need to tax the wealthy. We need the people to pay their fair share. In fact, in the year 2010, she went on the air and said that she would be happy to pay more taxes with a smile. But wait, as the great Ron Popeil would say, or as Paul Harvey would say, page two, the IRS has placed a $70,000 tax lien on MSNBC's or BSNBC's Melissa Harris Perry. Real name, Melissa Harris Perry. But I just do it like she talks. Melissa Harris Perry. The... Levy the tax lien against her and her husband James Perry filed on April 6th, according to the Winston Salem Journal, citing Forsyth County Hall of Justice documents. And she lives uh, in Winston Salem because she is also, in addition to BSNBC, a professor at Wake Forest University. She said in an email. That while she was aware of her outstanding debt, she didn't know that there was a federal tax lien. And she said that filing her taxes last week, she paid off $21,721, but they still owe $48,581, which is due from the period ending December 31st, 2013. And she joins fellow BSNBC anchor Al Sharpton. But he's in the higher category. He's the one jumping up and down saying the rich need to pay their fair share. Oh, he still owes the IRS $3 million, but he still has unlimited and unfettered access to the White House. And Eric Holder and the IRS has failed to prosecute him. Anything stink there? You better believe it. Our number two of The Cigar Dave Show is next. My aging room, F55 Quattro, providing ample amounts of puffage and pleasure. Got the relatively new Pike Creek Canadian whiskey that is finished in vintage port barrels in my snifter. Mm. Taking a nice sip, nice and warm down the palate. And lieutenants, today front and center as we enjoy the alpha male lifestyle we are unapologetic about enjoying cigars about enjoying our libations about enjoying dames there is not one sign of any male feminist in command center alpha or humidor 1a today we will not have it unacceptable if you are to be in the alpha army Welcome back. Hour number 2, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. By all means, follow us on social media. We've been uh, posting many items, the cigar that we're enjoying, the libation we're enjoying. I even posted a picture of the special cigar cedar match, that 3-inch long special cigar match as it is charred and burned all the way down to literally the bottom, just above my finger. A very elegant way to light your cigar. Mick the Brit, the the colonel in charge of the European Theatre of Operations, rejoins us from UK, a clandestine location in the London metropolitan area. Mick, welcome back.
1: Thank you, General. It's a privilege and an honor, as always, to be there with you, uh talking shoulder to shoulder.
2: Yes, and you sound much better. No over modulation. You sound just at the right peak, modulation level. You sound fantastic. Now, Mick, let me ask you, you had the flu, have you recovered fully? Are you able to partake in a cigar?
1: Oh yes, indeed, and I'm doing that right now, General. And I've tweeted out a picture. Uh, it's the classic. Uh, well, I say classic. is always one of my go-to cigars, uh, always consistently good, uh, the Monte Cristo. The Dominican yeah. Monte Cristo or the Cuban uh, Monte no. Cristo? Uh, this would be the Cuban because they are more in abundance here than the <laughs> Dominican. Well, Monte
2: however, during your many visits to the United States and to the Pleasure Palaces Uh, Cigar Abe Humidor and Lounge, you partake in many fine
1: Dominican Monte Cristos. Oh, of course, of course. And in fact, I went to my local cigar emporium uh, there, the very shop where Sir Winston Churchill would buy cigars, uh, because I really wanted to partake in an H. Upman Banker and I was told that they're not available in the UK.
2: Well, the reason is so. because H. Upman, Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, those Cuban brands, are available in the United States only through Altatus USA, which is the legal American trademark holder, and consequently they are unable to sell those around the world. Conversely, Cubans, as we know, are, because of the embargo, they can't sell them here, but even if they could they would have to go through the appropriate channels. Now, one thing that does help is that Altadas USA's parent company, Imperial Tobacco, also owns a 50% share of Habanos, which is the Cuban cigar manufacturer. So they would be able to work that deal out without a problem. But let me give you another example. Let's say, for example, Hoya de Monterrey, which is a very good Cuban brand. They wanted to sell them in the United States here. They would have to make a deal with General Cigar, whose subsidiary, Villazon is the rightful trademark holder here in the United States. Very complicated, Mick.
1: It is. It's not going to be smooth sailing, I don't think, when and, uh, well, I I would say once the embargo is lifted.
2: Yeah, uh, don't don't hold your breath. Not going to be lifted anytime soon. Okay. Although everybody here is jumping up and down. In fact, I even saw uh, they're all jumping up and down saying that it's going to be open. We're going to be able to get Cuban cigars. It's going to be great. Not so fast, my friend. It requires an act of Congress. The president cannot overturn it or overrule it or repeal it by executive action. Only the Congress can vote to repeal the Helms-Burton law, both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and then it has to be signed by the president. So I have a feeling that's not going to happen for a while. And I did get a kick out of out of uh, Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, congratulations to her. She's on her 88th facelift now in, uh, in her, I think, 75 years of or 74 years of existence on the planet. However, I saw in an interview where she was criticizing Marco Rubio. She was saying that his ideas are extreme. And now she's saying that The Cuban embargo, the the, the belief in maintaining the Cuban embargo is now an extreme position. I have no idea where she finds that to be extreme. That still is relatively mainstream. And until Cuba opens up, Legal and fair and democratic elections. I say the embargo should stay right where it is, even people, even though people are jumping up and down, uh, trying to get things opened up, but not so fast. So, Mick, you are enjoying right now a Cuban Monte Cristo. Now, the the Dominican Monte Cristos, the Monte Cristo Classic, the Monte Cristo White tend to be on the mild to medium side. If you will, what size of the Cuban Monte Cristo, and give us an idea of the flavor complexion of that Cuban Monte.
1: Yes, this is uh, more of the torpedo size. Uh, the n- number two, the famous yeah. Monte Cristo numero two, numero dos, yes, yes, yes. and uh, yes. The flavors, you're quite right. And having smoked both of them, uh, yes, the uh, Dominican one is somewhat milder. Um, there's a bit more. Shall we say this is definitely the the Cuban one is definitely medium, I would say, uh, but very very consistent. And um, yeah, there's definitely a bit more complexity to the flavor. There's a a little bit of a afterkick there.
2: Yeah, Monte Cristo number two, I think, has more flavor than the rest of the Cuban Monte Cristo line. The Monte Cristo number four, which is a Corona, one of the more popular selling in the Monte Cristo line, but it is a a very good cigar, not inexpensive. What did you pay in uh, in pounds
1: sterling, Mick? Ah. Well, yes, this is uh yes, a friend of a friend. So uh, I actually paid 7 pounds sterling, which would be about 10 or 11 dollars USA. Well, what is
2: the suggested retail however for that cigar?
1: Oh, oh I would say about 20-21, 22 pounds in the uh, So you're talking almost 30-32 the...
2: dollars 30, for a Cuban yeah. Monte Cristo number 2? Oh, yeah. And the yeah. Cubans think Habanos thinks they're going to come into the United States and capture Within a couple of years, seventy-five percent of the American premium cigar market. Good luck, wishful thinking. I'll tell you, Padron makes some great cigars. Their Family Reserve yeah. that are twenty-five dollars. I would put them up next to any, any Cuban top-of-the-line cigar, whether it's a Monte Cristo, whether it's a Cohiba, Bahique, and I would take that Padron Family Reserve, which is at twenty-five. A super premium cigar, but still less expensive than the two Cuban cigars that I mentioned. And and the Padron Family Reserve, far better than anything coming out of Cuba today. No question about it. I just received an email from one of our lieutenants regarding Don Francisco who is the host of Sabado Gigante and has been the host for the last 53 years. The announcement made the show will cease at the end of the current television season, which is mid-September of 2015. He says, General, that guy is the TV king of rackage and stackage. End of an era. Latina TNA all the way. Long ashes and sweet asses. And he is right. Major <laughs> rackage and stack. And one thing I will say about Hispanic television and Latin television whether it's Telemundo or Univision or any of the international Hispanic networks whether be it in Chile or be it in Argentina or Mexico Spain their female anchor women and their weather women absolutely the bomb they wear the tightest Dresses that show ample amounts of bodacious décolletage and rackage and stackage. Nice short dresses. You see their legs. You see everything. I cannot tell you how often I watch Telemundo or Univision weather. Not that I care about what they have to say for the forecast, but it's just such an absolutely pleasant experience seeing those young, hot Hispanic dames showing it all off from head to toe. Major rackage and stackage. And it absolutely gives new meaning to the term warm front. The General does more than just
0: radio. He's got video now, too. See The General in action by subscribing at youtube.com slash Cigar Dave.
6: This difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple capped, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the Sandringas San Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor. This cigar is one that you're gonna want to enjoy and you're gonna bootleg, and that's why it's called Prohibition enjoy it i promise you're gonna love
2: it as a cigar connoisseur one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailers humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars nine years ago i had the idea that i wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants so the officers club was born every month you will receive three fantastic premium cigars Direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
4: Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no, it's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up The Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo jumbo. And The Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as a unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup up models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase The Banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of The Banker by H. Upman.
3: Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease.
0: Cigar Dave's Health Recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables.
2: Yes, I'm 100% in favor of breast meat. Absolutely. Mick the Brit rejoins us now at the uh, end of the last hour. I was talking about Melissa Harris-Perry, the anchor on BSNBC who owes uh, had a $70,000 tax lien, but she paid 21721 only owes just about $48,000 and change to the IRS. And again, she was the one that said back in 2010 she would pay her taxes with a smile, apparently except when she owes taxes. Well, I mentioned to you that she had an interview several months ago with Attorney General Eric Holder, and to watch it was not only... A cringing experience, but it was almost—now almost—it was extremely embarrassing to watch this woman, who was a university professor, stoop to this pathetic level, almost of of talking to the attorney general like he was a three-year-old. Take a listen. You know, we call you the duck. In Nerdland? The duck? We call you the duck. So, in Nerdland, we say you have a very sort of placid and even way of presenting, but you are just working for justice underneath. Would you quack for us? Well, I'm
3: not sure I'm going to do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like the analogy. You do uh, like the analogy, good. Yeah, because I like to think that... Um, I was born and raised in New York City. Yeah, okay, who cares? The, the bottom line is, would you ever imagine at, uh, asking a cabinet-level official, you know, here in Nerdland, you're just so even, you're like a duck. Will you quack for us? Can you imagine if he would have quacked? Quack, quack. Like the Aflac duck. Quack, quack. Thankfully, as much as I can't stand Holder... He had the good sense to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Just like when they asked Mar- uh, Marco Rubio this week to rap or something like he did back when he was in high school in the 1980s or 90s or whenever he was in high school. He said, no, I think I'm going to pass on that. Because, you know, there's, there's the there's the Aflac duck. There you go. Aflac. So he, uh, he made the good sense to say, I'm not going to do that.
1: Mick, let me ask you, what is your opinion of bacon? I like bacon, in General. Yeah, bacon sandwich, a bacon roll. Very good. Well, two things.
2: Number one, there is a blogger here in the United States named Amy Erickson. She has come up with a fried concoction involving
1: bacon and Oreos. Do you have Oreos in the U.K., Mick? I think they are available at certain stores, yes. They're like cookies, aren't they? They
2: are cookies. They are two chocolate wafers with a vanilla cream filling in the interior. It is an American institution, the Oreo cookie, a very good snack food. Of course, the enemies of pleasure and Michelle Obama have a major problem with it, but screw them. Well, food blogger Amy Erickson has come up with a bacon fried Oreo, and the recipe preparation are very simple. You take an Oreo cookie and you wrap the entire surface area of the Oreo with a slice of bacon, or maybe a slice or two of bacon. No areas left uncovered. You fry the bacon-wrapped cookies in hot canola oil until they're golden brown and crispy. And the melty, creamy filling on the inside is a little bit on the, you know, warm and creamy side. And then she said, eat them when they are warm. And I have to tell you, when I first looked at this story and saw the pictures, I'm like, ew, bacon with Oreo? But the more I've been staring at this today, Mick, the more I'm thinking... I may have to go out and pick up some bacon and
1: some Oreos and try that. Uh, yeah, not for me, thank you, uh, General, but it reminds me of uh, uh, up in Scotland. They have uh, the deep fried Mars bar. <laughs> well, in the That's fairs, like, you
2: know, different county fairs and state fairs here in the United States, everything is fried fried Oreos, fried
1: Mars bars, fried butter. Yeah. They've got fried butter. Yeah, well. Yeah, um, but you guys uh, actually put peanut butter and jam together. Peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly. What we called jam. Correct. Yes. 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 Yeah. So uh, that's not something that would go uh, together here. People would say, "Ooh," but there again. Uh, I often eat baked beans for breakfast, and people say, "How can you eat baked beans for breakfast?" Yes. When I've been in the states.
2: Yes, uh, I think we would all echo that sentiment here at uh, the Cigar Dave Show, Mick. <laughs> Eating baked beans in the morning not advised. Now, Mick, just remember one thing, you know. So, peanut butter and jelly is not is not eaten in the UK
1: separately, not together.
2: Well, there is a reason we had to win WW two for you, Mick. I will just say that. Yeah. Peanut, butter, and jelly. All right, well, here's another You know, Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. In fact, the Tampa Bay Lightning right here in the Cigar City play at uh, 3 o'clock today. They're down one game to nothing to the Detroit Red Wings. However, a restaurant in Montreal, which is synonymous with hockey and Montreal Canadiens, in the Canadiens' playoff push, they are doing their part. They have created a Stanley Cup. Out of bacon. They've taken bacon. I don't know how many hundreds of 20 pounds of bacon. I don't know how many hundreds of strips that would be. And they made it to look like the Stanley Cup. Are you familiar with the Stanley Cup, Mick, in hockey? Of course. In fact, the Lightning won it when I was there. They did indeed. You are indeed correct. They did. They beat the Calgary Flames in game seven of that series. I remember that well. So yep. we, will, we will tweet out pictures of this, a Stanley Cup made of bacon. And again, just looking at this thing, my first impression was, I don't know, but as I look at the crispy bacon just surrounding, whatever they use to make that, it just it looks very appetizing, I must say. And now, I don't know, between the bacon-fried Oreo and the, the bacon-wrapped Oreo and the bacon Stanley Cup, I now am in the mood for bacon. I'm going to have to find an IHOP or a Denny's that has... The Grand
1: Slam breakfast, 24 hours a day. I know you don't have General, an IHOP
2: in in, in, uh, in the UK, Mick.
1: Correct, we don't. Can I make a recommendation here? You Right may. here and now. Yes. What you call bacon there in the US and A, that's an excuse for bacon. Uh, I'm not familiar with what the Canadians do, but may I suggest you go to a British uh, shop where you can buy British, uh, inverted commas, cuisine, but go and buy some either British or Irish bacon there. it's much better value for money rather than the little streaky stuff that you would normally get in a high hop.
2: Yeah, I am looking at your British bacon. It looks more like British... It looks more like pork roast. (laughs) Yeah, it looks more like... Yeah, sliced ham is what it looks like. That's not
1: bacon. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, it shrinks a little, but it's good stuff.
2: Well, I didn't know that you were known for your meat products over in the UK, Mick. That's why you come here, to get a good quality steak.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm 100% British Beef.
2: That's right. You are. That is your nickname, British Beef. Exactly. But uh, you can't beat American cattle, Mick. You know that for a fact. All right, we will continue, oh, yeah. lieutenants. When we come back, we will talk about some very hot teachers and also some cigar-related news. A new limited-edition cigar that has... Something to do with a very limited bourbon, an in-demand and expensive bourbon. We'll tell you about that. And a cigar made in the Bahamas moving to Miami. We will tell you about that as we continue front and center as we enjoy the Alpha Male Good Life.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Super Lejero from Rocky Patel. This robust and full-bodied cigar starts off with a blast of bold flavor. Accompanied by a slight woodiness, there's a lingering spice with nuances of cinnamon and white pepper. The finish is hearty with a sweet aftertaste. Not a member of the Officers Club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. Llega sin esta manera, no la culpa. Caballo la lanzabana, porque muy depreciado, por eso no te perdonto. The foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life, the general, Cigar Dave.
2: Well, the great gypsy kings always get us in the mood to enjoy fine pleasure sticks as well as some fine libations. In fact, if I was at a beach right now, my feet would be propped up. I would have the harem massaging my shoulders, applying copper tone so that I would not be burned, and I would be in a very relaxed state, listening to the crashing waves as they hit the beach. Alas, we are not there. However, We can certainly fantasize that we were there, and that music brings us in the right perspective. Now, Mick the Brit rejoins us from the European Theater of Operations. Mick, I do not know if you are aware, however, that here in the United States, there has been somewhat of a phenomenon whereby some very hot teachers are having sexual liaisons with their younger male students. Are you aware of that? Yes, I am
1: the lucky things.
2: That's exactly what I say, Mick. That is exactly what I say. Has that happened in in Britain or the United Kingdom in any way, shape, or form?
1: No, it's certainly not made the headlines like it has there in the USA. And um, no, uh, not that I'm aware of. So well, it's been very, it's been very kept, very quiet, very clandestine.
2: Yes, clandestine. Yes. Well, you Brits aren't as sexual as us Americans.
1: Um, well, there are one or two exceptions to that. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, there was here in the Cigar City a number of years ago, there was a very hot teacher named Deborah LaFave, who was oh, yeah. having at the time, I don't know what she was, 25, 26. She was having a a sexual liaison with a 14-year-old student. Now, I will tell you, and we're going to post pictures because there was a story early this week entitled 11 Sexiest Teachers Who Got Arrested for Having Sexual Relationships with Students. And she is in there. And uh, I said, I remember I filled in for my good friend Todd Schnitt at the time. This has got to be at least 10 years ago. And I stated at the time that I don't see a problem with it because if I was an adolescent teen and I had a hot teacher, and for the record, I never in my entire grade school, or high school life had what I would considered a hot teacher that I would want to have sexual liaison maneuvers with, then I have no problem. I would have been the happiest guy around. And you can be sure that I would have kept it to myself because I would not have wanted to kill that golden goose. I want to do, pardon the pun, I would want to keep laying that golden goose. Well, there are 11 uh, teachers... That uh, and there's been some more, but here are the 11 sexiest. They list one Sarah Jones, a 27 year old ex teacher in Ohio, arrested for sleeping with a 17 year old student. Again, does our justice system need to spend and waste so much time on something that is really a victimless crime? I guarantee you the 17 year old or 14 year old, they weren't going to be going home saying, I feel so violated. The teacher put her mouth on inappropriate parts of me. Hell no! You're going to be walking, you're going to be thrilled, you're going to be thinking, man, I cannot wait to tap Miss Pasternak one more time. Here's another one by the name of Hope, let's see, Hope Jacoby, where uh, she had a sex. nice-looking blonde. Here's another one, Lindsay Mazzaro, an elementary teacher, was accused of sleeping with a 15-year-old student in her house. Trust me, looking at her in the outfit she's in right now, yeah, I would have slept with her too. Here's another girl by the name of Lisa... Ooh, Lisa Glide. That sounds like a great porn name, doesn't it? Lisa (laughs) Glide. Basically uh, was sentenced to a year of imprisonment, five-year probation after she was arrested for for, uh, having a 17-year-old in a sexual act, not once but twice. (gasps) Oh, heaven forbid. And uh, here's another one. Carrie McCandless, a, a cheerleader teacher, gave alcohol to students during overnight camping so she could sleep with a 17-year-old student. And looking at Carrie, I would have gladly accepted the libation, and I would have absolutely banged her. Here's another one. So there's a whole bunch of them that are here, uh, and they are all on the very, very attractive side. And I stated at the time that if I would have been in that position, where I was 14, 15, 16, 17, in no way, shape, or form would, have, would that have scarred me for life. In in fact, if anything, it would have been an incredible positive at such a young age. I mean, let's face it, every adolescent boy whose hormones are raging at 14, 15, 16, 17 would have no problem, would would not have to be admitted for psychiatric counseling because some hot teacher wanted to bang them. Absolutely not. And I've stated this over and over. And of course, you have some enemies of pleasure and some ultra-conservatives that say, oh, this is an outrage. This this poor boy, poor boy my ass, these poor boys are wealthy boys because they have experienced something that most boys would only fantasize about at that age and dream about, and they got to experience it. So no harm, no foul in my estimation.
1: Well, yes, yes. Uh, Sorry to interrupt there, but are these schools, these uh, places of education, are they private schools or are they state-run schools?
2: No, some are public, some are private. It is a combination, but mostly
1: we're public. Wow, what an education. They talk, see, that is
2: really giving a student one-on-one sexual education, and I'm all in favor of that. Well, on last Saturday night's, well, last Saturday night, Saturday Night Live, did a teacher trial rape sketch. And there's been a number of reports of some other teachers that have been supposedly, they call them they call them sexual predators. Trust me, if I had a hot teacher and she pleasured me and serviced me and banged me, no way was she a predator on me. She was a sexual pleasurer. That's exactly what she was or would be. So on SNL last week, they did a sketch in a courtroom setting in which a student is on the stand testifying about an appropriate relationship between himself and a teacher. And the person who is, there is a, an attorney, the prosecutor who is asking this, uh, this student questions, Mr. Daly is his name, And Miss Luna is the name of the teacher. And, of course, this is all prompted because the mother who's in back of the prosecutor is very upset, saying that her son was was molested. Well, I wanted to play some snippets from the SNL skit, because this is exactly what I would have said if I would have been on the stand, if I would have been lucky enough to have a hot teacher pleasure me at an age less than the illegal 18... Well, what is it? Consensual sex between... You have to be, what, 18 years of age? Something like that. Whatever it is. All right, so here is the prosecutor asking questions of the student, the boy allegedly sexually molested by Miss Luna.
7: Mr. Daly, your physical relationship with the defendant lasted how long?
8: Uh, five glorious weeks, ma'am.
7: <laughs> Can you point out the defendant for the court?
8: Uh, yeah, she's right over there, looking all fine. <laughs>
0: You're stupid.
4: She <laughs> is a monster.
7: Hey,
8: hey, let's keep it cool.
7: And the, the affair began on April 15th, 2014, correct?
8: Yes, ma'am. It was the best day of my life.
7: Did you feel pressured into being physical with Miss Luna? Uh,
8: no, I, uh, I instigated it. Uh, after school, yeah. I went in and said, what could I do for some extra credit? And it was on
2: yeah, when I was in school and I wanted extra credit, I actually had to do work. This extra credit would have been far more pleasurable. So, the prosecutor then continues to ask if he was called any names. And listen to what the student, young Mr. Daly, has to say.
7: Mr. Daly, when your classmates became aware of your relationship with Ms. Luna, what happened at school?
8: I just remember giving thousands of (laughs) high-fives.
7: Did the kids call you names?
8: Um, yes, ma'am, uh, the man, uh, luckiest guy ever, my hero, uh, baller, lil' pimp, uh, lil' baller, the one, uh, Goodyear pimp, Fred Pimpstone, Ren and Pimpy, king of the teachers, after school special, teachers petter, the boy who lived, Gavin the great, Magic the Gavening, Legend, supercalifragilistic. this be such a dope kid. And he who has sex with teachers. I'm, so, I'm sorry, that's all I can remember, but those were the main ones.
2: Fred Pimstone and Teachers Petter. Absolutely classic. And when I was watching this last Saturday night, I was absolutely hysterical. And then a prosecutor asked him, because of this sexual liaison with the teacher, Ms. Luna, was he bullied?
7: Now, Mr. Daly, were you bullied as a result of the affair?
8: No, I would uh, I would describe it as the end of the movie Rudy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was Rudy.
2: He was, if he, like Rudy, he would have been carried off by his fellow classmates saying, You the man, Fred Pimpstone, Mr. Teacher's better. And then the prosecutor asks him, uh, and actually she asks him a, a couple other questions, and then uh, he replies how it brought he and his father closer together. Take a listen.
7: How did your relationship with the defendant affect your home life?
8: Um, it actually brought me closer to my dad. Uh, after you saw a picture of Ms. Luna, uh, he took me to a Marlins game and bought me my first beer. <laughs> 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 did
7: Ms. Luna, Hello. Hello. Didn't Ms. Luna make arrangements to meet you after your mother filed a restraining order?
8: Uh, She did say she wanted to meet that weekend, but my schedule was so hectic. Uh, I had some meet and greets, and that Sunday, it was Gavin night at the minor league hockey game, and I was asked to ride the Zamboni and sing Hot for Teacher.
6: Yeah, um, I'm done.
2: (laughs) An absolute classic. Now, one, two items I would like to bring up here. This actually took place in a Tampa courtroom. This is the skit that SNL did had the seal of the city of Tampa because for whatever reason, I think they remember the Deborah Lefave with this whole incident way back. So they used Tampa as the setting and they actually had a state of Florida flag. They had the seal of the city of Tampa. Well, a couple of things. If this student, Mr. Daly resided in Tampa, his father would not have taken him to a Marlins game because the Tampa Bay Rays, are Tampa's team. Further, we don't have a minor league hockey team here in the Cigar City of Tampa. We have a national hockey league team, a professional team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Apparently, the writers of SNL do not realize that Miami is actually a suburb of the great city of Tampa.
0: Get three premium cigars each month, shipped directly to you. These cigars are selected by the General himself and come in a reusable, customized, zippered pouch. Sign up for the Cigar Dave Officers Club at CigarDave.com. America
7: is under attack Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org.
2: The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Anyplace, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club.
0: America's alpha male with nads of steel, the general. Cigar, Cigar Dave.
2: Dave. All right, those of you that are listening to us on 640 WGST in Atlanta, big event coming your way next Thursday evening. J.C. Newman is putting on the Cigarbecue, a nationwide c- a cigarbecue. It kicks off in Atlanta at the Georgia Railroad Freight Depot next Thursday. It is an evening of fine food, cigars, and and cocktails with Atlanta's top culinary talent. They are going to take this tour to other cities, including Austin, San Francisco, Denver, and Philadelphia throughout the summer. But the event, first-ever cigar barbecue, will be held next Thursday, April 23rd, from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Georgia Railroad Freight Depot on Martin Luther King Drive in Hotlanta. And the event features chefs from Fox Brothers Barbecue, Smoke Ring, One-Eared Stag, Smoke Belly, and Food 101. In addition to mixologists from One-Eared Stag, Seven Lamps, The Blind Pig Parlor Bar, and Food 101, tickets are $125. It includes a unique dish from each of the chefs that are participating, creative libations poured by the mixologists, and, of course, a great selection of diamond Crown. Premium cigars. A portion of the proceeds will benefit the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. So, for more information, in fact, what we'll do is uh, we'll just put a link at Cigardave.com right at the homepage. So, we'll—I think we do actually, don't we, Steve? I think, Sergeant Steve, we actually have a link there, if I am not mistaken. If not, uh, tell you what, we'll put a link right on our homepage so that if you are listening in Atlanta and you want to buy your tickets and get more information, just go to CigarDave.com. We'll have that up on the homepage in a couple of minutes. And that sounds like a great event. Uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Templeton Rye, Diamond Crown, uh, let's see, Zaya Rum, Tequila Coralejo. So sounds like a wonderful evening. If I was in the Hotlanta area on Thursday, I would absolutely attend that. Now, a couple of cigar-related items. One of the most popular and most prized bourbons, without any question, is the Pappy Van Winkle 23. 23 years of age, the suggested retail for the 2014 release, $250. Now, there is the Van Winkle Special Reserve, which is 12 which goes for about $55, then a 13 which goes for $70. But the prize, without any question, is the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve Bourbon 23-year-old. It is incredibly limited. It is incre- in fact, if you want to buy previous years, I've seen prices as much as three, four, five thousand dollars for a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. Well, last November, Drew Estate Cigars announced that they were going to create a Pappy Van Winkle cigar, and the good news is that the Pappy Van Winkle branded cigars have already shipped. Many retailers have them on their shelves now. However, there were some changes. Initially, they were going to call it the Pappy Van Winkle Barrel Fermented Cigar. It is uh, changed from—actually, the new name is now the Pappy Van Winkle Barrel Fermented Cigar. Initially, it was going to be called the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve. There are some other changes as well. They are using both a Mexican San Andreas wrapper as well as a Tapa Negra wrapper— over a blend of fire-cured Kentucky and Nicaraguan tobaccos. The Kentucky filler aged in barrels, similar to the way that the tobaccos for the My Uzi weighs a ton Kentucky fired cure line. The, those tobaccos, Kentucky tobaccos, are aged. So the cigars have two available in two different wrappers. The of Negra wrapper receives the barrel aging treatment where the Mexican San Andréan does not. Available in only two sizes, a Robusto, suggested retail, $13, and a Toro, 6 inches in length with a 54 ring gauge, $15, both available in box 10, and the Pappy Van Winkle barrel-fermented cigar available now. Now, I don't believe there's any Pappy Van Winkle in it. However, my understanding is it is the a perfect accompaniment to the Pappy Van Winkle 23 and the Pappy Van Winkle barrel fermented cigar sold exclusively through Pappy and Company which is a licensing company owned by three daughters of Julian Pappy Van Winkle the president of Old Rip Van Winkle and the cigars are produced in Nicaragua at the Drew Estate factory La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate anything made by Jonathan Drew and uh, and the Drew Estate folks you know is going to be good in fact they're Crown and liga provadas Absolutely spectacular cigars. A cigar that, a boutique cigar that has been around for a number of years, about five years or so. In fact, uh, we've had Bill Paley, the owner of La Palina, on the show many times. He started with his first line of cigars made down at the Greycliff Cigar Factory in the Bahamas, the, the La Palina Family Series. Uh, the, the names such as the Babe, the Pasha, Very, very nice cigars, mild to medium in flavor, originally made in the Bahamas with Ecuadorian or Costa Rican wrapper, Costa Rican binder, and Honduran and Nicaraguan filler. They were very expensive, super premium cigar, very limited, very, very nicely made. But Bill Paley has made a change to the original La Polina cigar. He is moving production of the La Polina Family Series from the Bahamas to the El Titan de Bronze factory in Miami, Little Havana, on Cayocho. In fact, my good friend Sandy Cobus, who is the owner of the El Titan de Bronze factory, a lovely lady, extremely hospitable. If you go down to Miami and you go down to uh, Little Havana, go to the El Titan de Bronze factory. Not a big factory, maybe eight nine rollers. But you tell Sandy that the general sent you; she will treat you like an absolute king. Or queen, The original La Polina Family Series made its debut, as I said, five years ago in 2010. And not only are these cigars going to be rolled in a new factory here in the United States, but with a new blend. They are replacing the Costa Rican and Honduran tobaccos with a mix of Ecuadorian and Nicaraguan leaves. The filler is all Nicaragua, jalapa for balance, some estale for strength, and the binder and wrapper from ecuador and expects to have those new blends on sale at this summer's IPCPR convention. Suggested retail going to be in the $17 to $20 category. Just beautiful cigars. Now, Mick the Brit, we appreciate you joining us. It has been a delight to have you today from the European Theater of Operations.
1: The pleasure has been mine, General. Thank you so much for having me there.
2: Absolutely. Mick, get back to uh, taking a little bit of fuel, injecting some alcoholic libation into the bloodstream. Cigar day, the general saying, Mayor humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May Ashby be extra, extra long. Semper delectatio always pleasure. Go Bolts! Whack the Red Wings this afternoon.